Invest in professional development for your entire organization. Boost its potential and see it grow. Choose Docebo, the world's most powerful platform for corporate learning. Learn more at docebo.com. Over 10 years ago, George Lakoff published his renowned book, Don't Think of an Elephant. According to the famous linguist, when it comes to public discourse, whoever controls the language wins. Facts don't matter. The elephant in question comes from that famous expression. There's an elephant in the room. Everyone can see it, no one can really ignore it. However, nobody seems to mention it. This is what Lakoff is referring to. In politics, like in economics or finance, taking control of the topic of conversation means victory. At least, victory until someone has the courage to mention the giant pachyderm. Today, in our interconnected, globalized world, the elephant nobody is mentioning is public debt, specifically that of the USA. In 2008, at the start of the great financial crisis, the debt was about $10 trillion. This summer, it's more than $32 trillion. If something doesn't change soon, it's already predicted to rise beyond $50 trillion. In other words, the USA has, in absolute terms, the largest debt on Earth. And, of course, being the first world power, this means the situation will affect the rest of the world as well. There will be consequences, economic, financial, and geopolitical. After all, part of this American debt is held by countries such as China and Saudi Arabia, emerging or emerged economies that hope to challenge Western dominance. Containing this debt is necessary, but it'll also have effects not only on the poor and minorities, but also on the middle class, white collar workers and small property owners in the USA like in the Western world in general. After all, if we apply chaos theory to reality, the butterfly that flaps its wings in the United States causes a hurricane elsewhere. And if we switch out the butterfly with an elephant, that hurricane is bound to be a catastrophe. I am Guido Brera, and you're listening to Black Box, the hidden side of finance, a podcast by Cora Media, sponsored by Docebo. The year was 1917. The Great War was still raging across the world, and Russia was aflame with revolution. The United States was in a war economy and decided to introduce a ceiling to its public debt since then, this ceiling has been raised many times. Up until recently, though, it was nothing more than a detail, a sign of progress, until all that changed. After the financial crisis of 2008, the American public debt was downgraded for the first time ever. This was during Europe's most difficult moment, as the spread was getting larger and Greece was under assault. In those years, Standard & Poor's, one of the three agencies that evaluates the credit worthiness of a country's debt, took an A off the American debt level, downgrading it to a double A+. 
From that moment on, the raising of the public debt ceiling was no longer a routine operation, but rather a constant battlefield, a political struggle between Democrats and Republicans. In the last few years, public debt has only gotten higher and higher, touching today's $33 trillion. This year alone, it took Joe Biden's Democratic administration more than six months to come to an agreement with the Republicans. And we can hardly speak of a real agreement. It's more compromise, fixing the debt ceiling at about $32 trillion and freezing it until 2025. This means that severe measures will have to be taken the next year with serious repercussions on health, salaries, and jobs. Before, with interest rates around zero, public debt didn't use to impact as much on a country's economy. Today, however, with interest rates in the West swinging between 3.5 and 4, up to 5%, the importance of public debt has become enormous. Just consider that today the USA needs to pay about $745 billion a year to support its debt. This is around 25% more than last year. After Biden's contended compromise last June, a second cold shower came in August, when Fitch also, after Standard & Poor's in 2011, became the second of the three rating agencies to downgrade the American debt. This downgrade definitely didn't help the interest rates of the American government bonds called Treasury bonds. As Joe Biden and Donald Trump gear up for their upcoming clash, government shutdown is rearing its ugly head once again, meaning a total freeze of federal activities. When the government can't approve a budget legislation, then it puts its own employees on hold without pay, it closes the administrative offices, public parks, museums, and monuments. Financing requests are put on standby. Most civil court cases are suspended and medical research centers aren't allowed to accept new patients. Emergency medical services are still guaranteed, but the weakest members of society lose access to public health care. Shutdowns took place frequently during the oil crisis of the 70s, but also for a week in October 2013, during the Obama presidency. The increase of public debt was already a political minefield, and the budget legislation stalled on the necessary debt to finance the greatest and perhaps also bravest healthcare reform in the USA, Obamacare, which obviously had to be cut back as a result now, the presidential elections are once more coming our way, and the upcoming duel between Biden and Trump is expected to be extremely fierce, with the shadow of a new shutdown looming over its head. In this moment, the USA seems to be beset on both sides. On one, the fear of a new government freeze. On the other, a new wave of social unrest. A perfect example of this is the ongoing strike between the United Auto Workers and major automakers. In the USA today, work is once again at the center of deglobalization, following the crisis of many factories during the COVID pandemic, as well as the onshoring of production. Public sector crises, industrial and private sector tensions are all combining to create a perfect storm. The explosion of American public debt 
is bound to have consequences outside the country itself. China and Saudi Arabia have been reducing their purchases to almost zero in the last few months. World balances are changing. Perhaps the leadership of the world is about to shift as well. This reduction of investments is definitely no accident. The considerable increase of American public debt will require serious containment measures. The most painful of these will be the cutting of public services, starting from health care and education. Inevitably, there will be an effect on those famous student loans that young Americans are forced to take out in order to pay for their university fees. In the political battle that's now taking place in the states, the first request of the Republican Party to curtail the increase of debt has been to block the student relief plan. The almost revolutionary reform by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to help students pay back their debt. This is the poison fruit of crisis. A decade-long crisis caused by political mistakes, or even worse, by the total lack of politics at all. The elephant in the room, in this case, the public debt of all Western states, can no longer be ignored. It's time to think about the elephant once again, as Lakoff said, and deal with it. Otherwise, the giant pachyderm of public debt will crush everyone in its path. Ordinary people, workers, small investors, and most importantly students, who have saddled themselves with debt in order to aspire to a better future than that of their parents. Black Box is a Cora News podcast, produced by Cora Media and sponsored by Docebo. Written by Guido Brera with I Diavoli. Editorial supervision by Francesca Milano. Intro and sound design by Luca Micheli. Editing and post-production by Luca Micheli and Mattia Licciotti. Sound editing by Emanuele Muscatelli. Production organization by Alex Federengo. <laughs>